0: everybody, welcome back to the Locked On Red Wings podcast. Today is Tuesday, September 8th, 2020. What's going on everybody? I am your host, Detroit sports writer Noel Bianchi here today as always, alongside longtime Red Wings fan Ethan Smith. Ethan,
1: how was your weekend? It was good. Um, I went on a canoe trip with my girlfriend and her uh, friend's family and we didn't tip over in a river and... Drank a lot and it was fun. That sounds like a lot of fun. It was. And not tipping
0: over in the river is probably the best part.
1: It is. Everybody else tipped over but us. I wish you would have tipped over. It's not fun. Don't I wouldn't. I would have made for a better story on the podcast. mm -hmm. Nope. I wouldn't wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy. I'm a content guy. That's what it's all about. All right. We tipped over twice. Dude, Uh, that's crazy. You're such an idiot. (laughs) Bro, lost my shoes, my shirt, my hat. My phone lost my phone. Oh no, not I the know. phone! Lost my wallet too, dude. Your Everything. wallet yeah. with money. Yeah, was there money in there? Yeah, and your cards. About like four hundred dollars and both my credit cards. Why would Why would you take all that on a canoe trip? Just I like to have I like to keep my keep that cash
0: strapped on me. <laughs> all right, well, it's good to talk to you guys. Good to see you. Well, not see you, but you know, kind of virtually uh, see your see see. Your,
1: Right, right, right. I'm going to start this yeah, over.
0: Okay. <laughs> it's good to, good to talk to you guys. So we, uh, we took Monday off for the holiday weekend. Hope that's okay. Hope you don't mind. Got some good news for you, though. We're going to have five episodes this week still. Today we're going to be talking to you guys about the latest rumblings surrounding the LA Kings possibly taking Jamie Drysdale. Very exciting stuff. Maybe, maybe open the door <coughs> for the Red Wings to have Stutzla or Byfield at number four overall. Pretty exciting stuff. We are joined by Sarah Evampato to talk about that, and Mike Babcock being interviewed by the Washington Capitals. So we'll touch on, you know, the rest of what's going on in the NHL. Dance on some graves with Kyle tomorrow in a special two-part episode. But today we're bringing you the latest news pertaining to your Detroit Red Wings or just related to your Detroit Red Wings uh, from over the weekend. So we'll jump right into that. Subscribe, share this podcast. Rate us, review us, leave us a good review. Uh, That's pretty much it. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Enjoy the talk with Sarah, and uh, see you guys later. Love you guys. Fender off gives him the business. All right, at this time, we are now joined by Sarah Avampato from the Locked On Kings and the Locked On NHL podcast. You can find both of those shows wherever you get your podcast, go check them out Uh, but not until this is over because we've got Sarah in studio with us right now so Sarah welcome back to the Lockdown Red Wings podcast Uh, how you been
2: Uh, pretty good Uh, watching all these other teams play hockey and uh, being being kind of glad that the Kings aren't in it honestly because playoff stress is like so much and so it's Mm -hmm. been great to like watch these games but have no feelings towards them
0: Especially, like, these games in the bubble, too, because they've just been, like, absolutely nuts. Like, we talked about it with uh, Trey Matthews last week. It's, like, 7-1 to one games. Like, how many yeah. three-goal leads uh, have been blown in a game? How many 3-1 series leads have been blown? I agree. Like, I, I remember a 3-1 series lead that the Red Wings blew, like, back in 2013 very vividly, <laughs> and I don't ever want to go through that again. Yeah, no, it's awful. So, uh, what's been going on in Kingsland? Because we saw a uh, report. From JD Burke, uh, saying that the Kings have been leaning towards taking Jamie Drysdale too. Now that kind of uh, detracts from from the you know reports pretty much all along. The consensus is Lafreniere, and then some order of Byfield and Stutzla. Jamie Drysdale hasn't really even been in that conversation, nor has anybody else, frankly, since the NHL draft lottery went down. So what are your thoughts uh, on Jamie Drysdale at number two? And what's, what what have you been hearing uh, around the world of of the Kings?
2: You know, I I thought it was interesting that that came up. And the thing for me is nine times out of 10, when I hear something about the Kings that is coming from someone outside of the Kings media world, um, I'm a little skeptical of it uh, so, you know, without knowing the whole context of, like, who, who the rumblings were coming from or anything, like, I'm a little skeptical, but then I also think about how, like, King's media wasn't the ones to break the whole thing with Ilya Kovalchuk and how he was going to be released from his contract or whatever. That came from outside media, so, you know, I'm skeptical, but, like, maybe I shouldn't be skeptical. Um, I, I think that, I mean, it would be, it would be interesting it would be a very un rob blake choice because he does kind of play it safe but i also spent a little bit of time earlier today watching jamie drysdale uh, highlight packages and i was like mm, Holy crap,
0: convince yourself was. i like yeah. it i like it
2: yeah <laughs> yeah so like i i I don't see it happening, but also I watched—I, I, you know—watched a twenty-minute long YouTube video just of him skating, <laughs> and I was like, "I want this kid on my team." Heck, with anything I've said before, uh, so I, I could see it because I think, as we've talked about before on this show, and I've talked on mine, like defense is the biggest need for the Kings. Yeah. You know, they don't have a, a, a an heir to the throne of you know Drew Doughty. They they don't have a number one in their system right now, and you, you don't just get those guys generally, like in trades or out of thin air. So I, I could see it. It would just be like very surprising because Rob Blake, I don't think, is one who wants to rock the boat. He just wants to pick the the best guy and then mm-hmm. get on with it.
1: Do you think the emergence of uh, Quinn Hughes and Kale McCartney's playoffs have really influenced their thoughts on this at all?
2: I would think that that would probably play – A role in it, seeing these guys. And I know that uh, Drysdale has been kind of compared a little bit to Bowen Byram, who is coming up in the pipeline for Colorado. I think some of his stats look a little like Mira Heiskanen, who we're seeing a ton of, uh, you know, the impact player he can be in Dallas. And so I could imagine them sitting there looking back and looking at these young stud, young defensemen, essentially, and being like, "Ah, crap, (laughs) we don't have one of those.
0: Well, I was saying too, like I, I brought up the possibility, obviously Phillips Adina went one pick ahead of Quinn Hughes in that 2018 draft. And we don't know what Phillips Adina is. So, you know, there's a lot of people who like to crap on the pick or whatever. And like, listen, like I understand Quinn Hughes has, has skyrocketed and his ceiling seems like he could end up being the best player in this draft period. But at the end of the day, you know, we, we don't know what we have in Zadina. And yet the idea of like the Red Wings passing on Jamie Drysdale and then him getting taken by Ottawa at five and becoming oh. one of these guys, I think like no. <laughs> really, really scares me.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And I, I feel like it's, the Kings are in kind of a weird spot because you know it's a number two draft pick, whoever they get in, oops, whoever they get, unless they like do something completely crazy, is going to be a good player for them. It's going to be, you know, someone who changes the game for them. But I, like, I don't want them to have gotten, like, the number four or the number five pick, but it would have made things <laughs> a little easier to yeah. be, like, we need a great defenseman. There's Jamie Drysdale. No one's going to take him at number two, number three. So, let you know, we've got him. So, in a way, that, like, number two, number three spot is, like, kind of the, the weird part to be in the draft because you know you're going to get someone good, but, like – there might be someone even better who you need, who you're not going to want to jump. Although like you look at all the crap that Columbus got for picking um, Dubois Mm -hmm. with a couple years ago. And everyone was like, I can't believe you picked this guy. Like how, how could you pass up these other great, great players? And now Dubois is, you know, a a star for them. So I could see teams looking at that one and being like, yeah, don't be afraid. Like make the pick that you don't think, you should be making because you know it's right for your team
0: Sarah hope you don't mind just got to jump in here real quick to interrupt you me and Ethan got to have a conversation uh about built bar now built bar is back with six new amazing flavors it's an improved built bar now Ethan I guarantee when that's you had possible that's you're reading my mind. I was gonna say, I bet when you first took a bite of that built bar, you thought to yourself, There's no absolute way in the entire world that anybody could make this better than it already tastes. But guess what? What? They did. With
1: six new amazing flavors. You got them handy? Let's let's oh, hear Oh yeah. Them. Caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon, almond, cheesecake, what? Carrot cake, and Apple, almond,
0: crisp. We're going to have to get a new microphone. I just drooled all over ours. Water damage galore, but guess what? It's worth it because I'm so excited about the built Bar. And when you go to BiltBar.com right now and start building your first box today, you're going to be getting $10 off when you enter the promo code LOCKEDON at checkout. That's it. Promo code LOCKEDON. You'll get $10 off your next order. Not your first order. Your next order. With the promo code locked on at builtbar.com, go check out some of those new flavors. Go see, go have your mind blown by the fact that they managed to even make a more deliciouser built bar than they had before. I don't believe it. I had to try it myself to believe it. But at the end of the day, folks, they weren't lying. These things are delicious. Builtbar.com promo code locked on,
1: ten dollars off. Now with other leagues starting. Up in Europe, do you think uh, like the emergence of a Raymond or a Holtz could potentially play into something and at, at two for you guys?
2: You know that's a good that's a good question because I know that like talking like seeing uh, interviews and stuff with scouts and everything, they say the big thing that they really missed out on in this upcoming draft is the fact that they didn't get to see these guys guys go through the Mor- Memorial Cup. They didn't get to see them go mm-hmm. through whatever their league's championship was because of the pandemic. And so I could see them paying a little more attention to some of these guys who have already kind of made that jump in this weird transition year and being like, this guy's playing against men already and he looks amazing. Uh, so mm-hmm. that, that could be a good like dark horse candidate of, Someone just blowing everyone's minds by how they play in, over over in Europe.
0: Now I'm sure we'll check in with you one more time before the actual NHL draft in October. But I gotta ask you right now, which direction are you leaning uh, for the Kings at number two? Are you still firm on Byfield? Because I, I believe that's who you wanted the last time we spoke.
2: I am still leaning towards Byfield, but like if I go after this and watch another 20 minutes of Jamie Drysdale videos, <laughs> like we'll talk because like see like anyone who's listening to this who has not watched him skate like I don't even care about the rest of the package like the skating is just he looks like a video game um I I like legit was like did someone just like put him into the NHL game like what is this no that he's so good so I I could see myself like going on a binge and coming out on the other side being like draft Jamie Drysdale first or something but (laughs) I'm still, still leaning towards Byfield
0: Perfect. Final segment of the day with Sarah Avampato from the Lockdown Kings and the Lockdown NHL podcast, both members of the Lockdown Network. It's your team every day. Sarah, we've got some weird reports to talk about. Now we know Mike Babcock very, very well, but you are somebody who covers the entire NHL, obviously on your podcast. So when you see this report that the Washington Capitals interview Mike Babcock, it was an Elliott Friedman report, by the way, should probably do some attribution uh what what's going through your mind because I was like shocked that like really already a team is gonna it's gonna take a take a chance on that
2: yeah I don't love it and like I I, a aside from all of the issues with him and the stuff that came out about him you know not necessarily being a nice guy which I don't think we need reports to to know that I think that anyone could have told you that in general um as just aside from that, it still taps into the whole, like all of, it's all just like recycled. It's the same 31 mm-hmm. guys who just keep moving around from team to team. And, you know, I know the caps probably feel a little burned in, you know, the fact that they, they picked someone who, they, who was a part of their system, but you know, it just didn't work out. So I, I can see them, the organization wanting to go with someone who has a proven track record as an NHL coach. And, who you know, I just, I just, I don't I don't see it being a good fit, especially knowing that uh, Washington is going to be kind of in this transition period of needing to integrate a lot more younger players as some of the older guys move on. And, you know, Ovechkin is great, but like eventually aging is going to happen to him. And, you know, you're going to eventually have to rebuild a little bit. And I don't know, like. I don't think that Mike Babcock is that guy, you know, the teams that he was successful with were teams that were stacked. Like you could have given anyone the the job of coaching that team and it would have been fine. So I don't love it. Even before considering, you know, does he really know what he did? Does he know what he did was wrong? Does he understand why this is an issue or is it like, I'm sorry because I got caught, you know? And like, I don't, I don't see that he you know maybe he has but I I just don't I don't trust it that he has like become a different person
0: well and the thing with him is like you hear about these legendary coaches over time right and like you know that like some of these legendary coaches are assholes like let's call it what it is and you know like you know obviously here in Detroit we know a lot about Scotty Bowman the psychologist people like that who who use head games to their advantage to get the best out of their players but I think there's still a difference there because all of Scotty Bowman's players look back and say yeah, you know what we went through hell but he knew what he was doing and I love that guy nobody none of the former Red Wings have said mm-hmm. that about Mike Babcock uh, Johan Franzen called him the worst person he ever met Henrik Zetterberg has said not you know has said not so much Chris Chelios has gone out Uh, after him after the fact it's just surprising when you have so many like great players in the game like how many people actually have good things to say about this guy
2: yeah there's no there's no fawning retrospectives on Mike Babcock other than look how many games he won Um, You know, I think a lot about, you know, it's different circumstances, but Joel Quenville after he got fired from Chicago and he comes from that same kind of mold of older school coaches. You know, he's not afraid to scream and holler at you and, but you know exactly where you stand with him. And you know, that Mm -hmm. part of like old school coaching, like I get it. And when you listen to players talk about it, they like that. They appreciate that. Like it's motivating to them. They don't necessarily want someone to hold their hand. Like, so it's fine but you didn't hear people and maybe we will in the future who knows but like you didn't hear people coming out and being like yeah so Q kind of was a jerk to like you don't Mm -hmm. hear that but like yeah I just don't know that many positive happy Mike Babcock stories that have come out and you would have thought that if people had them that they wanted to share them that we would have had a plethora of like good PR for Mike Babcock and we've got nothing. Just a bunch of people being like you said, like he was the worst person (laughs) I've ever known.
0: (laughs) Just yeah. Everything you heard.
1: Correct.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Do you think it was, do you think this is, uh, I
1: guess, are you surprised that this has come so soon? Like since he's been let go by Toronto and his subsequent cancellation on Twitter?
2: i'm not surprised just because of everything we see about hockey culture and everything we see about the excuses people will make for people who behave badly and so i'm I'm not surprised i wish that i was surprised that you know he his exile had taken a little longer or he had to go to the khl or something you know (laughs) that they had to do a little more work before he got back uh, to this level but I just, I'm not, I'm not surprised. I don't, I don't think that as much as, you know, myself and like a large segment of fans want this league and this sport to be better and want more from our front offices of being like, yeah, like we actually care about not hiring people who are known to be huge jerks. Um, I think that hockey teams see it as the the, uh, money. And so Mike Babcock, you're going to hire him. He's going to cost a lot, but he's probably going to make your team win. More people are going to come see your team. You make the money. Like it's all, it's all capitalism, baby.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It was like, uh, he served his sentence being special advisor for the Vermont university hockey team for a month.
2: (laughs) Yeah. When, uh, during
0: a time when there was no, uh, university of,
2: right. Sounds horrible. (laughs) he he worked so hard (laughs) yeah
0: really really paid his dues i just feel like uh ovi and babcock are gonna be oil and water like
2: yeah but
0: the thing is the thing is with like the a lot of the and i hope i don't kind of butcher the explanation with of this but like i remember like the thing in detroit was that like he would he would not listen to – he would play his guys too much, run them into the ground. They wouldn't listen to their actual needs like, you know, hey, it wasn't one of those things where he was like with Z and Pav specifically like it, the problem wasn't that he was like benching them or playing head games with them. It was that he was running them into the ground 24-7 and they just took a mental beating from that. And I just like, you know, Henrik Zetterberg and Pavel Datsyuk, two of the – Uh, you know, most low-key, you know, friendly, soft-spoken guys that, you know, we've ever seen come through this city. But then you have Alexander Ovechkin and that leader for the players. And I just I don't see the, you know, I just don't see that meshing at all when Alex Ovechkin has to be the speaker on behalf of the locker room to the coach uh, who's trying to install this new culture, if you want to even call it that.
2: Yeah, and I feel like, you know, Barry Trotz, like, turned into the Ovechkin whisperer, essentially, of really knowing through all of their years together how to manage him, how to manage his minutes appropriately, how to let him play his game, but still get him to buy into whatever structure you're, you're putting out there. And we've seen the evolution of him into being a more three-dimensional you know full ice player and not just the guy who scores goals from the same spot on the ice all the time he has managed to do you know multiple things uh so I, I think that yeah it's gonna be a hard sell like I don't I yeah I don't see them getting along I don't see you know uh, Babcock just he wants what he wants and Ovechkin also wants what he wants so yeah that's that's gonna be a nightmare if that happens <laughs>
0: Well, and as we mentioned too, uh, Gerard Gallant also interviewing for them. Gerard Gallant, I, I always like every time I hear like a fan base or see a fan base talk about like going after him. There's something in my heart that's like, don't, don't do it, because like I feel like Jeff Blaichel is going to be fired soon, and I want Gerard Gallant <laughs> to be there. Like even if even if he doesn't get picked as a new coach, like I just want him as a safety net.
2: Right, like just, and he yeah, he's one of those guys who like. He he has this like reputation, uh. You know, and there's a, a segment of hockey Twitter who all who's like, there's a coach opening. They're like, hire Gallant, hire Gallant. A guy doesn't get fired that many times though, without like, yeah. There's something, there's something there that is keeping him. You know, in Florida, you could be like, oh, well, it's because Florida's front office is a mess and they can't get you the team that they want. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Um, you know, in in Vegas, like that was seemed like a very weird knee jerk reaction but also they're in the conference finals so who yeah. knows what was going on with that but yeah i just i i used to be kind of on team like hire this guy again but like you just keep seeing them cycle through him and like nothing changes he never gets over that hump of like and he's interviewed team. A, a yeah places
0: too i don't think that's you know yeah so uh, what else you got coming on the, uh, the lockdown NHL podcast, the lockdown Kings podcast, you know, I, we've talked about it before. We got the draft coming up next month. Uh, what can people look forward to?
2: Yeah. Lockdown Kings. So since we are getting close to the draft, I'm going to be bringing on some experts to talk about some of the top players that the Kings could draft. So to hear more about guys like Jamie Drysdale and uh, Byfield and all them, I'm uh, going to be hopefully, highlighting them Uh, over the next coming weeks on the show and locked on NHL. We are just following along with the playoffs and talking to uh, hosts from across the network. Uh, This week, I talked with all three hosts of teams that went to seven games, uh, which was very exciting because we, you know, we waited so long for a a series to go to seven Mm -hmm. and then we got three of them. Uh, So just follow along with the playoffs and uh, doing what we can to highlight our hosts Uh, across the network who are still playing hockey unlike uh, us
0: (laughs) yeah it must be nice uh where can people follow you on twitter and uh, find the podcast on there as well
2: sure so locked on kings is on twitter at locked on la kings you can find it wherever podcasts are found you may have to search for locked on los angeles kings because the sacramento kings make my life difficult Uh, and then i am on twitter at right said sarah that's w-r-i-t-e said sarah with an h
0: all right. Well, thanks, there. We definitely uh, appreciate your time. Like I said, I'm sure we'll talk down the stretch. Go check out the Lockdown Kings podcast. Go check out the Lockdown NHL podcast. Find out what you're missing out on in life as a Red Wings fan. It's not too fun right now, but there's a lot of other people out there who are having some fun, so, so let's join in the party and uh, definitely be sure to check that out.